0: because there were the loudest noises. Yeah, it's and construction. It happens. I love that you were just like, fuck it, I'm going out there and I'm asking. Like, I'm going to figure out my life.
1: What you, and
2: yeah.
0: I was
1: just going to be like, well, he'll end
0: eventually. I can edit. Uh, uh, see,
1: this is a perfect example of a lot of things that I think are wrong with women.
0: <laughs> we're fixing women today. Oh, my God. Oh, let me grab this water bottle.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think we could solve a lot of stuff by people just going out and doing the thing that they want. Yeah, or, or, or even just asking, just going, yeah. hey, can you uh, stop it or can you do this thing? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little weird because I can't hear myself. Okay. Ah, you know what? You're right. You know, you, you could know, always, always move that over there and then you know, just listen could, to it. Is it too short? Yeah, oh, I could, but there's a complicated web of wires mm-hmm. that I'm unwilling to deal with right now. I so that could be maybe that's a problem, like a failing of my femininity, or maybe that's just a failing of my laziness.
1: I Either one. Laziness. I get it. No, it's fine. I think it could be bothered. as long as it, so as long as it doesn't bum you out enough where I think you're going to be, be bothered fine. the whole time. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Isn't
0: it weird when you like do a podcast with somebody and they seem like there's something in the back of their brain and it's just like
1: yeah it's like please handle whatever it is that's going on it's really taking me out of this fun conversation we could be having we could be having a great conversation you could be in
0: this great conversation oh my gosh so i love that we're denim we're denim bitches today yeah we're both canadian Canadian today baby tuxedos hello shout out to yuck canada uh they were great So I'm going to introduce you. I haven't introduced you yet.
1: Okay, let's tell
0: everybody. Uh, This is the very lovely... uh, How would you like to introduce yourself? Most people introduce themselves, and I give them the leeway to because we have some people that come on that are like 12-step, 12-step, 12-step people, and they never say their last name. So it's kind of up to you. How would you like to be?
1: Oh, well, since I'm not in the program, um, I can be, uh, be I don't have to be anonymous at all. I am Carmen Morales. You guys can follow me uh, at The Funny Carmen. Uh, I have a podcast too. If you guys listen to podcasts, it's called No Sir, I Don't Like It with me and Brian Vokey.
0: Yeah. And you guys mm-hmm. are crazy and you're funny. It's <laughs> yes. just Yes. Like, only dumb, listen if you fun. like
1: ignorant things. That's the only thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing.
0: Well, but there's a time and a place. Like we all have those moments where we have to just be like. Except, although I don't know, there's some comedy now where people want to be like right and like revel in rightness.
1: I mean, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, say it's comedy. I think it's there's people that are practicing their TED talks at open mics and like shows and stuff and. I don't <laughs> he's back he's back the construction
0: guy is the back. construction guy's that he's so great it's fine he's part of this he's a part of this we're supporting you know what I'm just happy a Latino's making money today me That's too what I'm really happy about. yeah for sure
1: because <laughs> I just spent money today so oh, it's shit. nice I'm glad I'm glad he's making money did you buy something good yeah I bought a breakfast burrito it was amazing oh shit did it was you a get really good did one did you get it from lucky boy no, I like Lucky Boy. This is even better than Lucky Boy. It's if you go to the Magnolia Grill ah. in North Hollywood, um, best did comedy breakfast. Comedy brunch. Well, I had a I had a buddy in town um from Orlando and we all oh. I'm a big uh, big organizer of getting people together. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, I love Crea- that. You know that it's that whole that mentality of think globally, act locally type of thing. I've just always lived by that before I knew it was a catchphrase. I love it. It was just like you just take care of your own type of shit. And if enough people take care of their own, everybody's taken care of. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's sort of that's a very twelve step mentality as well. Oh nice. Well there you go. You can only
0: keep what you have by giving it away. Mm -hmm. So everybody takes care of each other.
1: Well I also learned as far as like power goes is like if you um you you gain power through delegation so it's like everybody that you everything that you dish out those people are now working for you and in a power structure they're like oh that guy that person is in charge where did you get that information it's just like a corporate thing that i learned like in good managerial skills so it's not just a 12-step thing it's also just like that's how you like you get power through other people doing stuff so it's like people who um get too like um Because uh, there's so many control freaks in comedy, too. There's like, so people get so caught up on being in control, like micromanaging. And like, if you allow people the chance to be great, they'll be more likely to be great instead of you forcing them to be great in the way that you want them to. Because everybody's different. You're already blowing my mind.
0: I I have those moments, like as an addict, sometimes I'm like, my new drug will be like, I want to control all the situations. I have to make it perfect. And it never works out.
1: That's one of the things that makes addiction so attractive is the fact that you get to control... You know what I mean? You yeah. get to control what, like you being destructive or you get to feel like you're out of control, which is also very, very intoxicating. Very fun. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. <laughs>
0: uh, it's so exciting. They they just based like a horror movie. It's a French horror movie called Climax and it's all about the the, the monster in the movie
1: is It's a dance troupe. It's not does. coming? Is it just a movie of people edging? Just like, they like, can uh, never come? Yeah. They're, they're just, just like, fucking so... people on antidepressants. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyone's doing the Zoloft
1: book. They're just like, oh! they like, Please just come just already. Please, They're, you buy an ointment or something. Yeah. Figure this out. This isn't good for anybody. This I'd rather you be
0: sad if you could. I'd rather you be sad. I'm glad you're not crying all the time, but mm-hmm. man, this this sex is taking so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I. Uh, so let's get into it. Like, what is your experience of surrender, like say something isn't going the way you want it to go, or maybe your life is sort of heading in a direction that isn't you. you Cause I'm sure you've had, you seem like you have all your shit together all the time. Like mm-hmm. when I look at you from the outside, I'm just like, Carmen's really got to go. like, you really have your ducks in a row, but are those ever those moments where you're just like, fuck, I got to like surrender this and let it go.
1: Um, I mean, I feel like there's a constant level of that in what we we do you know what i mean like um for instance like if the industry doesn't fuck with me i can't control that so i just i get like i'm not gonna internalize it because that's not gonna do anything so it's just i guess maybe that maybe not being because um i mean everybody wants to be part of a community i'd like to be accepted into this show business community but they're kind of not really fucking with me right now but i'm being accepted in the community which i personally you would say that like, though that they're not fucking with you right now you I seem mean, to be I, crushing it. I mean it's like I don't know what that means. See that's what I'm saying is like it's it's all about perspective too. It's right. like sure I'm, tr- I'm constantly surrounded by people who are doing much better than I am so wow. to me I'm not really crushing it at all you know yeah it must be easy at the comedy store to have those moments where you're just
0: like everybody everybody around here's got all these things but it, it must be very hard not to compare your your situation to other people rather than just staying in your own lane
1: but the, that's the thing is I've never really thought about it like that I've okay. always thought about stand-up like an individual sport so it's like mm-hmm. if I'm not doing something that I want then I need to be doing something that I I want do you know what does that i I know that that sounds silly but it's like it makes sense in that like you if you want something you're the one in control of it the idea that everybody else is is in charge of what you want is that's a fallacy that we all tell ourselves to make excuses for us not things not happening for us i think that's the part of you that just went outside
0: and asked the construction guy when he was going to be done (laughs)
1: <laughs> you were just like I yeah. want this to be done this noise is and annoying. so I'm just gonna ask and yeah. it, they can they, I'm, I'm not in control of what happens next but I can ask them and the then that can yeah happen. Mm-hmm. I love they'll that. say no and then I'm in the same position I was before then yeah that was like an like an old road dog told me that once they were like they're like oh I don't want to but you know co- comics were always like afraid of bothering people like oh yeah. I don't want to bother their booker but their job is to book us so somebody told me once when I was like really young in comedy they're like the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to tell you no or nothing. And then you're in the same position where before you asked, True. so why not exert that tiny bit of effort? And then you'll have an answer. Maybe. Maybe. You know? Yeah. yeah. And at least you did something. Yeah.
0: As opposed to just passively holding a resentment.
1: Right. Passively yeah. holding a resentment or just um, expect like expecting someone to come to you. Like yeah. if anything worth chasing, you have to chase.
0: Yeah. It's never going to come to you. Yeah, it's true.
1: That's yeah. like one of those times where, where where people like to use the universe. Like, I'm just gonna put good out, and then the universe is gonna come back to me. And it's like, mm. but at what at what point are you having any kind of are you having any kind of hand in what's happening right, in your life? You right,
0: know? right. That's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. You see that a lot in LA. Just like, I'm just trying to manifest this into
1: the universe. It's very like... While never putting any kind of effort exactly. into it. Yeah, sure. I'm certain the universe is quote unquote fucking you over too. Right. Mm. Ooh, Oof. Oof. keeping it real.
0: <laughs> I love it. If you were, by the way, a person in a step program, you'd be the person in the back of the room just being like, Hey, shut up. <laughs> when someone
1: is just It's bitching. probably best that I don't go to those meetings <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's room for that
0: there's definitely room for that I once saw when my dad was like sick he he was in a he was in a program and he got really he was just frustrated he would go to meetings and people would be like "Well, oh, something's not going my way and he was dying and I once saw him stand up and look at a kid and go I'm sorry did your mommy put you on the potty seat backwards when you were a kid and you didn't get over it like
1: I'm dying. <laughs> like I need you to
0: share some solutions or yeah. like shut up.
1: Well the the problem <laughs> is what um is a lot of times uh, addiction is a symptom of an already toxic mm-hmm. human being. Like a yeah. person who has a very, who's a very, a very classic as selfishness is a huge thing in the addict community. Yeah.
0: Um, and and it, the entertainment community. Oh, you yeah, have a lot well, of yeah, people we just we being are,
1: like, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we are in the land of narcissism. <laughs> narcissism and vanity. Um, it might have not started here, but this is like where it got hot. You know, and like so, and it's just too much for a person who doesn't operate on that level. So a lot of times when when I hear people who um you know they'll blame because there's the whole idea of like dry drunks, right? Where right. there's people who even when they get sober they still elicit the same kind of bad behavior, yeah, um or to- toxic behavior that that leads to that kind of like being. Uh, being an asshole, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or Absolutely. being an, being an addict to yeah. it, self destructive, so on and so forth. Yeah, 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 Um, so I think that with like you have to fix those things too, and it's not just it's like a huge to me. It's always very admirable when people get sober because it's such a huge feat to not only uh, treat the symptom but also treat the source right. of the behavior that causes people to be addicts. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's it's it's. <laughs> Thank you for that. It is definitely, it's a a big accomplishment and I think people should celebrate it. Absolutely. But I also think they should be realistic because what we're doing is we're getting to the base level of what's required to be a person.
1: Well, that was like, I was recently dealing, because like since I was, I had the unique experience of like, I spent most of my 20s in a Saturn, like just doing stand up. Like, what I was just a Saturn. Uh, Saturn SC2, bright yellow, looked S- like a kernel of corn. Um S-C, I had the SL2. Oh, I nice. I had a three door. Yeah, I had a three door. Yeah. I had the sport version. Beautiful. Um, and I lived out of that car for like six years, you know? So the only people I really hung out with were headlining comedians because I was featuring so most of the people I hung out with were like people in in a part of their divorce journey they were either <laughs> in a failing marriage they were either in a failing marriage where they were cheating on their wife and it was about to happen they were in the middle of it where she was such a bitch or they were it afterwards where they wonder why they never get to see their kids Hilarious. so it was like one, one So it was just like only ever hung out with like divorced men that was like the majority or dudes that lived completely off the grid like, like how Alex Jones like thinks yeah. the world Is like they didn't have a bank account. They like all their money was in a lockbox to the point where I was influenced like that. And I had a lockbox in my trunk under my under my fucking, you know, under my spare tire. I had a lockbox for financial advice from the raccoon. Yes, yeah, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Where it's like you got to pay me in cash because I don't have a bank account. I don't have a credit card. I'm not really a person. It was just one of those things. So like I have a very smart
0: too because I've had checks bounce from bookers. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's never a fun day when you have to call up and be like, yo, that check bounced.
1: Well, it's Are also we at the fight? same time, it's like, I'm I'm living out of my Saturn. Don't not give me my money. Are you fucking kidding me right, right now? Right, 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 It right. must be nice that you can buy your second home or go to Italy again this year, but you piece of shit, you're only paying me 250 bucks anyways. Give me all, all of my money. I know right. you have it. I right. saw the money coming in. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. I love it. The... Um uh, is that
0: still going? It is still going. I fully yeah. got a phone call and it kept going.
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the, about the phone call. For the people listening um, to this, we're live on Instagram right now. We are live on That's Instagram. That's who we are That's what We're happening. not insane people that are just saying hi over and over again.
0: Just over and over to people. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, hi. 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 Hi.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Greetings and salutations. Hi. 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 It's just the <laughs> welcoming podcast yeah. put out by NPR. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um.
1: No, I. Uh, uh, so, anyways, what I was saying is I've yeah. been, um, I hung out with addicts for most of my comedy career. Yeah, and like from from the level of just witnessing somebody um, be destru- self destructive, uh, all the way to having to babysit. Because that's the uh, other thing too. There's like this unwritten, <laughs> and I don't even know if it's a rule, but it's it like was an just an unwritten a rule. comedy code about uh, fucking watching
0: people be a mess yeah Yeah. well
1: even to the point where it's like oh you're the feature you got to drive this headliner around but they don't tell you that this headliner has been in and out of the program and then they happen to fall off this weekend. and i and not only have to witness it but i have to feed them i have to try to get them uh, together enough for them to do the next two shows the next night you need to get paid I mean, just because what what are they going to do? Like, it's like, it's inherently for some reason my responsibility. And it's not, it's not my responsibility, but I took it on myself. So it's really my fault. But, you know, it's also nice to bitch about things. What was the most insane moment
0: sort of in that? Like, what was the the one time where you were like, what in the fuck?
1: Well, it was having uh, a 20, you know, a 25 year old woman. A young woman oh. having to take care of a 49 year old guy who was there hammered out of his mind, you know what I mean? And like, just fucking, I'm um, like, having to, like, okay, dude, well, get your sh- where are your shoes? Get your shoes on because again, I would organize like a comics lunch. This happened, this was in Milwaukee, where happened to be like that weekend, like four or five different comics that I knew were all in the same city, yeah. So, and I love. I love you know I love building community so I would invite everybody we would all go out to lunch and he would he would come he came uh, he rode with me he came to the comedy brunch but he he didn't have money for lunch and he didn't have this and he was just being like trying to steal food from the place we were at and I was like are you fucking kidding me right now dude I'll buy you a plate you piece of shit could you fucking hold it together enough where I can enjoy my lunch you know right and even all while I'm trying to include this person You know? That's frustrating. Super frustrating. Are you still friends with that person? Fuck no! (laughs) Fuck no! That is a bridge I will burn. I do not care. It's on fire right now. (laughs) Yeah, It's still burning. Mm -hmm. So how do
0: you come to those decisions? Like, any decisions in your life? Because you strike me as a very decisive person. And one thing that sort of, like, the way addiction, or at least the way whatever my brain is, plays out, is I could be a little softer in my Mm decision-making. Like, like I have trouble... On a minimal level, there were years where I had trouble just ordering food at a restaurant because in my mind I was like, "I'm going to get hit by a bolt of lightning the second I leave." Here, this has to be the best meal I've ever had in my life.
1: Oh yeah, that's all un- un- unnecessary pressure you're putting on yourself to exactly for everything. And I think that's where a lot of um, like people that I've talked to that that have a hard time, like after getting sober, it's is uh, or clean, excuse me, is they. um They don't think they're fun anymore. They associate their fun, like, so, like, there's that's a perfect example to me is like oh if i don't order the right thing like i'm a piece of shit and i'm gonna die unhappy like over (laughs) and it's just like dude because it's like years of my life yeah and it's just like if the pork chop sucks the pork chop sucks who cares it's not the last pork chop you're ever gonna have Well, not not even just that even if it's the last pork chop like that pork chop isn't gonna be defining of your entire life Ah. you've had enough joy in your life the pork chop shouldn't fucking matter so when you're making decisions you keep that perspective i mean i try to i'm and there's there's times where i'm indecisive too like i got plenty of my own shit it's all just managing it you know yeah where it's like okay if uh how much time am i gonna am i gonna waste decide like you know because i think you should decide i don't think you should be impulsive and just right. make all of these decisions without right. thinking about it right. you also got to put some thought into it um what's that process like um it's just you. i think it's a weighing of pros and cons you know, mm-hmm. and then also like, wh- how would I, f- how would these decisions and the possible outcomes of these decisions make me feel um, as mm-hmm. an artist, as a human being? Like, am I going to feel like shit after this? You know, it's the same way, we- same reason. I don't, uh, I don't. Um, uh you know you you pick you pick this <laughs> i was gonna say you pick the sad sex you have sex with but it's the same yeah. kind of idea like what's yeah. the is the this making me feel impulsively good right now gonna make me feel like shit later you know mm-hmm. it's it's just taking the, the future into consideration you play the tape. and being kind enough to yourself where hey maybe you shouldn't feel like shit this next time that's yeah. where a lot of it is is too you got to be nice to yourself and by that and i don't mean like And again, there's a very big difference of being nice to yourself and the the arrogance and narcissism and vanity, all that goes with it. I was like, I think because because I think with all those uh, those types of people is there's still a lot of destruction behavior that goes along with that, you know? Yeah. Because people who are uh, a lot of times people who are... um, and I'm sorry, I sound a little scratchy. I don't know.
0: It's I don't know the, what that is. It's the June gloom. So if you've noticed, we're now into that one part of the the springtime where it's just going to be gray and shitty, mm-hmm. and so it gets warm for a little bit, and then it gets <clears> gray <throat> and shitty, and everyone sounds like they have a cold.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of with the um the selfish behavior comes with self destructive behavior because. Mm-hmm. Behind them thinking that they're the most important person in the world is think this is them thinking that they are completely unimportant and if I don't do this then nobody will give a shit about me and um and I don't have any value, you yeah. know, so a lot of times it's a just a it's a it's a defense mechanism to how they really feel the egomaniacs with the inferiority complexes mm-hmm. Yeah, and a- that that combo is rampant here.
0: Yeah, aka every comedian I've ever met. Mm hmm. Like, yeah. You know, comedy store on a Monday night. Yeah. If that's just <laughs> yes. the feeling. Like, yes. you could spoon it up and eat it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people being like, I'm funnier than all these motherfuckers, but I'm also a piece of
1: shit. Please notice me. Please, please, please look at me. Please. Please look please. at me. Please. <laughs> Do it. If I get on the list. If please. I say it enough times, will I believe it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, there's so many of those things. Like, or another one is like, um, you know people on stage going well maybe we should just be nice to people. Me- people and they're like the biggest dick you've ever met and you're like wait are you doing this set for you in the mirror you know what i mean right where now. it's like are you talking to other people to you through other people <laughs> maybe, it's just maybe so silly just
0: be nicer to each other well yeah. then be nicer to each other yeah just how about you just do that mm-hmm. instead of talking about it yeah yeah
1: i don't know yeah so i don't know because i mean I, I i'm indecisive sometimes too and then at some point it's like okay like that's why i love a deadline that's why one of the things i hate about comedy is there's no deadlines so there's no pressure because i thrive under pressure i love i love a um i love a a procrastinator so a perfectionist procrastinator so i i want five minutes to do the best thing i've ever done with no time to do it that's like it's like the opposite of what people need like they want to plan they want to think about it i love that are we related Is that what that is? Is that genetics? Is that just like a Latina code? Like, no, I just
0: need five minutes. It'll come out perfect. And on the inside, we're screaming. And then when it does come out well, we're like, I meant it like that,
1: dude. That (laughs) happened. I was doing. I was. Oh, um, one of the things that never went anywhere is I did. I opened for this, um, this pilot that was going to be on HBO Latino, and um, I was opening for like all latin folks it was gonna be great like this nice. big hispanic thing and um and i didn't have like most of my set isn't all like so i'm fucking latin and whatever i don't know why I i'm New not York the that same way. yeah i'm not the same i i do the same thing I, like i have a couple
0: of jokes where i talk about being latino mm-hmm. but i don't have like any punchlines that are like in spanish i don't have like i don't have that sort of george lopez where like here's my hour on the latino experience right
1: yeah um because i i think because that's we're also the generation of people that's after that, which is where we're a little bit more integrated. Yes. And I think that's why so, sometimes so many people grasp onto uh, like ethnic and racial identities is because it is slightly more gray than it was, which is scary because it's not as defined ah. and gray makes people a little uncomfortable sometimes. Okay. Um, but I like it. I like it because then I'm I'm having more than one experience at the same time, yeah. which to me makes a uh, to marry like a more of a dynamic personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like how, like how a white bitch thinks she's gonna be different if she goes to Singapore for a week instead of you know what I mean? Like you're not going to get cult You're not going to uh, absorb enough culture in a one week where you're really changed. Karen, calm down. I you went just, to, I went to India and yeah. I'm
0: just like really feeling like spiritual. I'm very, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yes. nice. a pet that's a tiger, annoying. It's on Instagram. <laughs> it's there.
1: But if you uh, have a Latin experience and a not Latin experience, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people like Dominican people, people who are like darker complexion, they're having a, like, um, they're called an African American experience and a Latin experience. Yes. And that, the dynamic of those two that's something that's completely unique and new and new scares people change scares people so it's like they're trying to like separate them when it's like no no talk about being both yeah you know that's why like uh comedians like gerard carmichael and stuff like that that hood adjacent that's like a new idea right that people aren't you know what i mean so like us being put in a box is not really my jam so i was like well i should write it i should mention it or something because in my act i didn't really have anything about it you know right um so i went on for a tv taping i went on stage and did two jokes i would never done before on stage Whoa. ever they crushed though because
0: you're so funny right they they
1: did too well yes i, you I see, did we know this we know this <laughs> but it's also one of those things where it's like like that's I had no time and I was like, oh, I should do this and decided that immediate, like the day yeah. of, and then ended up making something happen, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, that's the, it's just an example of how I enjoy pressure. Yeah. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I yeah. like
0: that. What's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself sort of in your life journey?
1: Um, one or of she, my favorite things uh, that I've learned is um, none of it matters as much as you think it does. Um, mm. You know, putting, putting, uh, Again, it's putting pressure or putting efforts because the only things that matter in our lives are what we say matter, yeah. which is why um, it's so uh, the world seems so overwhelming right now mm-hmm. because we have access to everything happening in the world right. all the time. Right. So like cognitive dissonance is our savior because that's, like, where, that's your, like you're going, I care about this. I care about this. These are the things that I'm worrying about. Oh, there's all this stuff. I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't make you that's, that's the thing is people need to realize is it doesn't make you a good or bad person be depending on what you care about. Like for instance, um, like I care about, uh, the people in my life and I care about them doing well and I'm going to do everything I can to make them do well. Now, if I don't feel like a piece of shit because I can't do anything about a building in Paris burning, You know what I mean? Like that's that like that you there's nothing you can do about that. Why are you exhausting so much of yourself? And that's and that again, and that goes back to like doesn't mean you should you shouldn't care about anything, you know? Right. I'm not like I'm not saying going uh like nihilism to the nth degree. Right, right, right. Um, but you you pick and people forget that you pick. You pick what you care about and you should Limit the amount that you care about for what you have to give. Well, that's because the messaging either
0: on social media and or on television has been for the last like 50 years, Mm -hmm. uh, you should care about what we're telling you to care about. Absolutely. That's that's what CNN's like slogan should be. Please Mm -hmm. care about what we're showing you.
1: Well, and it's any of them. It it used Mm -hmm. to be, look at this shit that's happening. Isn't it crazy? Come to us, we'll tell you what's going on in the world. And now it's like, you should feel this way because we feel this way. And it's the same with Fox News. Like, I mean, the, the whole, the fake news idea is all-encompassing it is not Mm -hmm. I know the right have have coined it but it it's everywhere oh yeah which is why people love conspiracy theories is because it's like oh this is a new thing that it's not everybody that's yelling they're like oh dude they're whispering about it. hey come check this fucking thing out that's happening over here look at this watch this rabbit hole of videos where we're not yelling at you you know what I mean right
0: do the research on your own. Here's six and a half hours of me talking about how the earth
1: is flat. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus that's way more fun to people telling you you're a piece of shit because you don't care about a, bu- a building burning in Paris. Well, the truth is, is that first off, what I, is the truth, Anna? Uh, well, <laughs> we'll talk about it right here. We're
0: doing it right here. Live. <laughs> um, I love that. It was my therapist that called. I can see it from there. Um, <laughs> hi, uh, but no, there is uh, I uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs always holds true for everybody. So food, water, shelter, safety, uh, self-actualization, like like personal connections, love. That stuff's always going to be what's most important to human beings. The things that are directly in front of them. Exactly what you just said.
1: Yeah, take care of me before I fucking care about anybody else. I mean, they say Mm -hmm. that every time you get on a fucking plane. They say, take care of you and then take care of the kid.
0: Exactly. And so when you get to the point (laughs) of like, for example, with, uh, with the the ch- church burning in Paris, which chapel is that? I can't remember right now. Um, but with it... Notre Dame, Notre Dame, <laughs> yes, thank you. Whew, it's been a morning. Um, <laughs> but the the first like my first thought about that was well, I've never been there. I have no emotional connection to the place. But I think what most people were reacting to is their their memory, their emotional connection, the thing that makes them feel human and whole because they went there one time and took a photo.
1: Right, but. Also, what I congratulate you for doing is not being mad that they're doing that because yeah. all of that behavior is self-serving. But if somebody ha- you like you don't know, it's just like when somebody like when a comedian kills themselves, everybody's always like, oh, my God. And they, then they talk about a time they were connected to that person. Yes. And some people are like, oh, you weren't that person's fucking friend. You don't get right. to, and it's like, but you don't get to tell people what makes them feel how they feel. Their feelings are real. Their connection yeah. may not been as, as strong with that person as yours is, yeah. but you don't get to tell them how they feel or are affected by things. And there's
0: beauty in the reach of that person. So like uh, Brody being the, you know, the main example on everybody's minds, like, I found out he passed because a person who was not a comedian, who was a big fan of comedy, who had talked to him after the show, they mm-hmm. had text messaged each other a few times, always encouraging statements to one another, just friends yeah. through comedy, not comedians, not anybody. There's nothing that there's none none of that like sort of entertainment industry exchange between them at all. Right. She called me crying, and that to me is the most beautiful. Way to leave your mark on the world. If somebody around the world who's never met you, doesn't know your family, doesn't know your friends, never been to even the club that you called home, but is still super affected by the way that you you passed, I think we can't qualify that. I think what we have to do is we have to say that that's the the reach and the power of that person's influence and how be, and celebrate that as opposed to being like, but I do understand. I was, th- I was at those shows with like the memorial shows and yeah. stuff and watching the door guys in the back of the room being like, they didn't even know this person or why are they here at the memorial show not doing a set about that? person like this isn't about their set it's about that person and so I I do understand that too it's like everybody deals with the grief of something like that differently and sometimes that's through judgment
1: well for sure for ju- judgment one and also um, and I actually wasn't even talking about them but that's another good example is like is like you'd like you don't know either sure. like people like people also yes, don't sure. know and because this town I think this town poisons a lot of people's minds and i actively try to not ingest the poison is that assuming everything that everyone is doing is self-serving you know Ah. because 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 again this is the town of narcissism and and everybody is like oh it's speaking about me it's like there are going to be people that are doing that but there's also going to be people that are like i don't know what to do I'm just gonna do this. I don't know what to do. You know? Like I think a lot that's of people, Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't uh, don't know how to process grief. Like I um I turn in a lot of times. I will mm-hmm. I will always reach out and ask if there's anything I can do and be supportive because yes. I feel I feel better through helping others.
2: Me too. Um
1: but at the same time, like I'm also not gonna be. I'm not gonna be as chatty or wanna wanna like talk to you. Like I'll I'll leave it to you. We can talk about it or we can talk about anything but like those are my those are the things that I have to offer, you know? But a lot of times like I don't know what the fuck to say to people or I don't know what to do, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're there and you're solid and you're present. Every interaction
0: I've had with you, you're like one hundred percent present. Yeah. in a way that is like it's beautiful. Like people oh, thanks. I I definitely can feel your presence. Sometimes when you're talking to somebody you can't really feel their presence. Yeah. You know, they're they're there but they're and we have to do that to self protect. Otherwise you're running around with
1: your all your feel, your feelers dangling out Yeah. All the time. So it's like Well that and a lot of times there's just so, like I think sometimes uh, and again it's because we're so self absorbed like we will mis misconstrue something like cuz everybody forgets that like not everybody has the same attention span as everyone else too. Yeah. so if like for in, for an example if we were at the comedy store on a Monday and there's a fuck ton of people there and you're trying to have a conversation with yeah. somebody but there's movement everywhere and there's people talking everywhere yeah. and then people are like oh they're always looking over their shoulders seeing who else is around it's like no there's literally like if we were animals we would do the same like if we were just quadrupeds walking around we would go oh that thing's moving I'm gonna look right. at it it's just like a bunch of shiny things and sounds yes. like all of this overwhelming stuff like yes. especially if you're there when the music's on and yes. all this stuff like not everybody's being a dick like that's the other thing too is how everybody assumes when they're in traffic that anybody cares about anybody other than their own vehicle Right. you know what I mean when somebody cuts you off they're not like oh yeah take that they're just like I'm gonna get around this thing right. they don't care you are objects you're not human beings that they're eliciting this like and you would be so much happier in traffic if you remembered that you are just an object yeah. that you were not significant you are literally you quite literally are a pawn in a fucking traffic Roth full of pawns. I love that. I, I don't get road rage. Mostly. Neither do I. And that's why. Because I'm like, exactly. dude, if you got to go, you got to go.
0: Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, they must be in a hurry. Sometimes I'll say out loud, I bet he has to deliver a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I'll
0: say something. That's funny. Like, yeah. I just try to make it like, oh, or if somebody like honks at me or gets mad or personalizes something that I happen to do. They're obviously the having a worse day than I am. I know. I'm like, oh, their mom didn't hug them enough when they were kids. Yeah. They just need a little bit of love. You know, mm-hmm. I just try to look. I spend most of my day on the road looking for dogs with their head hanging out the window <laughs> Because I think that's proof of some higher power in the world. Just right. like the fact that dogs and Where's cars... He Where's he at getting a breeze in his face? I know his he's out here He's there. Yeah. He's always there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes he's on the driver's <laughs> rap, lap and yeah. sometimes he's in the back, you know, but the, the dog is there. And so that's what I'm looking for mostly. But what would you say? And I love that because especially at the comedy store, I wish I could just like put this... Like on a card and handed to people when they're like they're just looking over for someone more important to talk about. Actually, that person might have a bunch of trauma in their background and all of the people surrounding them. Like the fact that you said, "No, I like to have a wall behind me." Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, like you have no idea what's happened in that person's past where they like to just like be able to see what's happening around them. hypervigilance is usually a response to something that's occurred. Yeah. So I'm always like, "This." When yeah, I if see you're constantly looking
1: around, you're looking for threats, and it's a hot in, in the most Instinctual sense you're looking around
0: for threats and if you've never if you've been to the comedy store and you've never see I respond to the it feels very much like an interaction with my mother which was common like. Um, simultaneously, very exciting, but mm-hmm. also very threatening, because yeah. she was a drug addict who was out of control a lot. Sure. and so I can imagine, like I'm sometimes I'm just looking around because that's instinctually what I'm gonna do. But a lot of people are on high alert there, and it has nothing to do with being on high alert for opportunity. It has everything to do with high alert to self safety.
1: Right. And the other thing that that happens, uh, another example, that's the opposite of that is people that try to occupy all of your time Mm. because you stare that, you know, because I am present and I do like look people in the eye and engage. Then it's like that I'm going to cling on to this for as long as you're going to let me. And at some point it's just like, I can't. I, we don't belong together. Do you know what I mean? Is, like we are just in the same place you're geographically. Running the light. Yes. Yes. You are socially running the light, and I am trying so hard to not be a dick. Yes, that's how this podcast
0: got started. Uh-huh. I wonder when I first started doing stand-up. Um, it was David Taylor who told me I was a comedian before I even knew I was a comedian. Mm-hmm. I walked onto the comedy store patio one night and he said, How you doing? I said, I'm overwhelmed. He goes, What why? and I, I told him I said every time I'm at a show or an open mic comedians corner me and they're just like like resting therapist mm-hmm. face like they just yep. love to tell did me did I get that
1: the- from strangers me too I met this woman I met this woman and within I'm not and I'm, I I timed it I was like oh this is gonna happen they're, I timed it mm-hmm. I could sense it
0: yeah they have like a look in their eye like mm-hmm. I haven't been
1: acknowledged all oh, day nobody's looked me in the eyes for this long <laughs> and <laughs> within eight minutes within eight minutes I knew, um, that she went like a time she had been evicted. Um, she had gotten Mm -hmm. divorced. Like she had told me like she would live through Katrina and like all this other shit. I had, I had gotten 10 years of her life in eight minutes. And I was like, by the way, I'm Carmen. Very nice to meet you. (laughs) It's just (laughs) insane to me. It's insane to me. Cause I'm the opposite. Like I I am, I am, uh, my, like, I don't like, that w- this was another thing that was brought up to me is, is, is somebody told me that I was too nice, and I go, I'm polite. Is there's a difference? I'm nice, I'm yeah. polite, uh, but we're I also
0: were too nice. I'll fight them.
1: There's no such thing. <laughs> and then I and then you know, but and I also bust people's balls if I think yeah. that they need to be they're bust because I'm I'm a bully. I was bullied, and I became one. The only thing is I just bully grown men now. That's my thing. And they, and love and, uh, it. And they one either they, were- they love it or they're gonna fucking become a man through me making them one. <laughs> one or the other's uh-huh. going to happen but <laughs> because I'm also in a unique position where it's like are you really going to get pushed around by a girl like that's the other thing too is it's like I hope we never get to the point where, where we're so empowered that I can't I can't have that uh, that leverage of like oh but you're also being bullied by a girl dude like you're kind of a pussy you and know that's the one piece of misogyny I really like yeah <laughs> I love doing that like when where I you're me- being constantly underestimated so you can overcome all of that and look like a fucking rock star uh-huh. yeah yeah
0: that's my whole rose battle career
1: that yeah. was it right there it's just like oh, oh you thought it was you t- you don't know yeah So we already have was- the voice we even knew that we d- didn't we didn't voice. plan this out guys we-, <laughs> we both knew exactly the mentality of oh you know, little baby girl you don't know no better
0: uh-huh. you're too nice to be mean to people mm-hmm. and it's like do you know what's underneath all of that polite just like decision it's a defense mechanism yes. it's a defense mechanism mm-hmm.
1: people don't want to harm people who are kind to them you know, unless true. they're complete monsters and then that's obvious. And sometimes they do.
0: Yeah, that's true. But mm-hmm. I found that in LA is that there are some people that are like, I don't like that person. Cause they're
1: fucking nice. I'm like, who are you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking right now? I'm well, not they your all, girl.
1: well, again, it all goes back to everybody, everything being self-serving. They also think is like, what's their angle? Like yeah. what's their, you know, and I have trust issues like that, which is again, going back to what I was saying, like mine isn't, uh, not, like people think that we're friends because i'm nice to them uh, uh, but that doesn't qualify friends for me you know yeah. friends for me is like people who know me like if we, like you know what i mean like there's levels of like how close i let people get to me right. because again it all goes back to the the defense mechanism is i don't let it's like kind of like being a dragon i don't i don't let anybody uh know where that that one hole that the spear can get in to fucking get Unless right. you're that close to the chest, you know? Got it. Yeah. I understand. So it's just like, it's like a people misunderstanding uh, the difference. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people, I, that, that's, there's that false sense of closeness, but they so desperately want it. So they confuse that intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a trust exchange. I think I was just listening to this is gonna sound gross, but I was just listening to Oprah has a podcast that she had Brene Brown on and they were talking mm-hmm. about trust and like the 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 components of trust. And so for you, that's what it is, is you have to have that trust built with those people. Right. And that's important. That's vulnerable. That was
1: like, <laughs> well, that's the other thing is like, um, th- that's another thing that I've been l- like learning in trying to, to execute myself is, is being empowered through vulnerability, you know? Yeah. Um, but being strong, but while also being strong about it, not feeling like vulnerability is weakness. Cause that's been, you know, I always had to be on guard because my dad, could beat the shit out of me at any moment. He's, yeah. he's bipolar too. Like it's the same kind of thing. It was yeah. thrilling and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. So uh, my fear management skills are through the goddamn roof, right. you know? So it, a lot of things don't scare me. Like I don't live in fear, you know? Exactly. Um, but when it does come up, do you ever get
0: nervous or fearful in situations that are completely calm? Do you have those anxiety responses?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Where yeah. it doesn't make sense. Where if it's chaotic... Um, cool calm and collected yeah
0: it's almost more comfortable than. yeah
1: but then if the if if not or if i if i'm uh the things my things that are super triggering for me or is like if i'm being misunderstood yeah. because my dad constantly misunderstood me he would always think i was attacking him or being a piece of right. shit and i was like nope that, not at all i was literally just trying trying to make you laugh that's all that's all it was. i'm not a, i'm not a monster so being misunderstood is like a huge uh thing uh that makes me feel weak and um um What's the other thing? Uh, um, oh, feeling helpless. Feeling yeah. helpless is another one where it's like, like if I can't assist or do anything, uh, that that's what kind of makes me uh, like reclusive right. and and pull in. I like to hide a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you say,
0: with that in mind, how would your level of like honesty with yourself and others?
1: Um, that I think I think I'm. That's I think that's why I f- it seems like I have my ducks in a row or have my shit together or whatever is because I can be honest with myself and I do Constantly try to check myself. Where I was like, Am I am I lying to me right now? Am I being honest with myself right now? Am I am I just being mean to myself right now? Because those are three different conversations that you're having with yourself all at the same time. Yeah. And so you have to try to just dis- like, because you never want to be the delusional person. You never want to be the person that's like thinks something that's completely unreal. You know, like right. their heads in Narnia, and that's not what's happening. They're in a a virtual reality version of their own life. It's like when or, you see somebody just
0: bomb on stage as hard as they can possibly bomb, yeah. And then they look they get off stage and they were like i fucking think that killed went it. Well. yeah like, i fucking
1: killed it dude I fucking killed it and it's like well, are you okay yeah i don't i don't think you, i don't think you know what that means you know it's that it goes it's like that princess, <laughs> the princess bride like i don't yeah. think that word means what you That's think the- it means <laughs> if you mean somebody died in the front row of boredom yes. yeah <laughs> but then that also comes along with perspective too because that that might have been the best they've ever done and so to them that's killing too yeah so um it's also perspective but it it is you don't want to be you know or like people who are in toxic situations that are like no it's gonna be okay i can make it like all that just like blatantly lying to yourself through me and and a lot of times i'm like and this is where people don't think i'm nice is because i am by uh, honest to to a biting point where it's like who are who are you trying to convince right now you're trying to convince me or you you know, and it all goes back to the same thing when somebody's being a dick off stage and they're on stage uh-huh. saying we should just be nice to each other. It's like, yeah. You're talking to you. Maybe you work that out and then uh-huh. figure out something more interesting for me to hear. Do you find people get like
0: really offended when because when I reach that breaking point, it takes a long time for me to get to that place mm-hmm. where somebody isn't using, they're using me as sounding, they want me to be their sounding board for their inaccurate perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. So they just want me to just go, yes, you're right. This relationship's definitely gonna work. Yeah. You know, she hits you three times a week, but like for sure. It's but like that means it's
1: four days that she's not hitting you you know right
0: and at some point i'm just like you know what if i wanted to hear this lie i would continue the conversation but we have to switch subjects and they'll just be
1: like "Uh, uh,
0: uh." you know do you find that the response to that is or do you are you really good at detaching from that response
1: um well if they get their feelings hurt that's not my problem Again, again, to go back to the program, not my circus, not my monkeys. You're uh, in a, to- a very obvious toxic situation, and I'm caring enough to yes. notice it and to acknowledge it to you. And then what you do with that information is up to you. Either you get mad at me, you blame me, or you listen to me and know that I'm, I'm – and a lot of times uh, I try to be like, hey – and sometimes i forget but a lot of times it's hey i am in here for your best interest i love you and i care about you because you have to you have to do that disclaimer so people can stop being like don't get the immediate this person is attacking me you have to remind them i am here for you i love you i support you i am on your side but um this is the dumbest shit that you've ever fucking (laughs) done you know it's dumb it's dumb and I'm sorry. It's so dumb. But you're oh, being so. such an idiot right now.
0: Sometimes I'll we'll be like, are you listening to yourself? Yeah. Did you
1: just hear what you just said? Yeah, who who <laughs> yeah, who are you talking to? Because there's no strangers here that you should you're putting on a show for. I already know you and this is uh, ridiculous.
0: Yeah, a friend of
1: mine actually brought a relapsed
0: newcomer. He was like, I just need you to go to dinner with us. Mm -hmm. And he just sat quietly while I listened to this person just kind of like spin their lies. And I was like, so you done drinking yet? And he was like... I think so. And I was like, are you sure? Cause I'm listening to you talk. <laughs> and he was like, mm. yeah. I was like enjoy your brisket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's incredible. What is your experience? We, we kind of touched on this a little bit. Like what is your experience of fear and anxiety? Like where does it come from? What do you do with it when it arrives?
1: Um, It's like they're not not being uh, good enough or not being uh, not being good enough, not being strong enough, uh, being uh, not being capable. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are all huge, huge fears for me, sources of anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's my other thing, too, is like is like that's what's so exhausting for me is is it's easier to enable people than it is to, um, to confront them. And that was like a thing that took, it took me a long time to learn where in the beginning it would be like, I would watch somebody spiral and then I would just be like, just try to make them feel comfortable through said spiral. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is, isn't helping like for a lot of, for a long time I thought enabling was helping, you know, because I just want people to feel good. Um, but you don't feel good at the end of that. I would always feel slimy when somebody asked me to enable
0: enable them, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, mm.
1: but in the be- like in the beginning, like I didn't know that's what that was. It was yeah. just like, oh, dude, let's get fucked up this weekend. Okay, this guy wants to get fucked up. Let's get fucked up. We're gonna have a good time. I just yeah. want people to have a good time. And uh, a lot of people, like, I mean. I mean, that's, that's why so many addicts like attach themselves to people like that. Cause it comes from the codependency thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes from, um, you, you, wanting to be accepted right. and it comes from, um, uh, you know, like, yeah, like I, I, just want, I want wanting people to feel good yeah and, um, But then, you know, you grow up and you realize, oh, this person is not doing this to feel good. It's to feel bad, especially because I could stop. I could stop doing all of the things and they couldn't stop. And I was like, why are you doing this? You know, you're going to black out. You know, you're going to do this. You're know you going to do this. You're not going to feel good tomorrow. Why are you doing this? We have stuff to do tomorrow. You're going to be blacked out. You're never going to wake up. Like, so it's all this conversation about... I don't understand. And it's because my brain's not the same. Like I'm not clinging on to this thing for a reason other than like, oh, you have a couple cocktails. We'll all have a good time. Hey, hopefully we'll, we'll get laid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, then there's like, oh, there's this really dark side of this thing that I was just completely blind to. Right. Just because I don't think that way, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That sure. stuff, it's
1: fuck. That it's was just, like it's just explaining the from from defending people who are enablers. Because a lot of times it's like they're awful. It's yeah. awful, but a lot of times it's it's ignorantly awful, you know? I, I mean, I,
0: I completely understand it. I've done both sides of the coin. So, mm-hmm. like, I come from an addict family. I am an addict myself. And so the enabling thing, I never feel good when I'm doing it because I know exactly what it looks like. But at the same time, I completely understand the impulse to do it, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it is just trying to, like get to the next situation with as least resistance as possible. Again, it goes back to what's easier versus what's honest. For sure. And so I commend that like, you know that about yourself, and I think everybody enables to a point. Like, yeah, and most of the major conflicts I've had in my life, and even in the last few years, especially in comedy, like most of that comes from me being an enabler or me being a people pleaser, not being authentic when something hurts my feelings or whatever. It's usually something where I haven't been realistic. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Now we have a knock at the door. What is? Uh
1: oh! Uh oh! <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> oh my, oh my but gosh if you care this is the thing if you care about people at all you can't help but enable them at uh, to some degree to some you know degree, what i mean yeah. um and and yeah and i and i also come from a place of of like people pleasing being part of my identity yeah. and like you know if, if people like drugs i would always make sure i had drugs on me you know yeah. it was one of those people like if any if anybody needs anything it was like it was taking <laughs> it was taking my mom's wonderful um like how like being an adorable little italian woman that always would force feed you food except i would have drugs and booze like it would be like i know i'm gonna work with this person this person drinks like a fuck ton so i'm gonna drink a bunch the week before so i could prepare myself because Whoa. we're about to drink a lot when i get there you know what i mean yeah um and then always having booze or like oh, whenever i would always ever do as much drugs or drink as much as whoever i was with okay when i was on the road you Got know it. um for the longest time like it would be like oh i'm gonna work with this person they smoke all day i don't smoke that much so the week before again i would smoke fucked in a pot to try to get myself prepared to be on the same mm-hmm. level as this person
0: see sometimes i worry that the fact that i can't party or i don't party with like certain like headline or like i worry about not being able to make connections in comedy a little bit just mm-hmm. because like no one wants to no yeah, one but wants so to bring many people, people are sober ass, now. like sober so many chick. people
1: are clean now it's not Truth. that's not even a th- so then Truth. it's like you could what you could do is you could figure out a place where they can still do that and yeah. you can still be there and because you're still fun that's the whole yeah. thing that whole idea that you're not going to be fun anymore you can still be fun and hang out with people oh yeah
0: yeah I love a crowd of like drunk dumb comedians because usually I'll try to convince them to do some shit like let's go bake a cake let's go do something that's going to ruin your kitchen or, like, <laughs> let's go let's yes let's call your ex-boyfriend yeah, right yeah, now yeah. let's talk <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel like you guys really got to have this conversation yeah which you know, I, I definitely like that's we, enabling in kind of a dick way, but I like it,
1: but I like it. <laughs> it's fun. It's a little, it's a
0: little bit of emotional terrorism, mm-hmm. but it's a good time. Um, but what is one thing about yourself? Like with all those kind of like ideas and enabling and everything in mind, what's one thing about yourself
1: that you'd like to change? I would, um, I have I have a hard time with um when it's people because again since it's 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 such a like vetting process for people to mm. be close um when those people fuck up it's very it's very hard for me to be um to not for, be for like to not forgive them regardless of what it is regardless of how severe it is yeah. um I have a hard time once they get that close like for instance I have a friend of mine who um he's he's one of those people that I used to enable all the time, you know, just because Uh. we were always in situations where it was necessary. And now they just recently had, had, were like court ordered sober and they hadn't been drinking and they've just been the biggest cunt to me for no reason. Just like we'll be like, we'll write some arbitrary thing on, like a Facebook thing and then I'll get these long diatribes of like what a piece of shit I am because I didn't say anything back to it, but there was no question or anything that needed to be responded to just like making all of these tiny things into huge into, in, in it like That is the consequence of enabling,
0: though, is what happens usually is like when
1: When you stop when you stop enabling them, too, because then there was like, you know, I told him that he needed to get help. I told him that he needed to talk to a therapist and stuff because like he he, perfect example is I was talking to him like I was on the road and I was talking to him. uh, It was the day Brody died and I was telling him like he didn't know about it. And I was telling him about it and how like I was bummed out about it. And then he goes, man, I hope you talk nice about me like when I kill myself. And I was like, are you really inserting yourself into someone else? is suicide right now yeah. you fucking piece of shit like it was one of those things yeah. where it was like that was like a defining moment for me where i was like okay you can't i can't <laughs> you yeah. can't keep everybody you can't keep everybody just yeah. because they've been in they're in forever you know i get it like the whole the, the whole ride or die thing to some it sometimes comes to a fault like oh yeah 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 and that's that comes from like with my mom staying with a crazy person like my dad like my dad beat used to beat the shit out of me he put a gun to my mom's head he tried to build a bomb to blow me and my mom up you know what i mean and they're still together you know what i mean they're still together they're still together and um and he's still not like he's still not i mean there is no getting better when somebody's insane but like there's you know i have a lot of resentment i have a lot of resentment for her not leaving you know because i learned that I learned that I should stay longer than I should, yeah. and um, so that's one of those things that I and I and I do actively try to work on, but it's it's still not good yet,
0: you know it takes time
1: mm-hmm. I'm still working on it mm-hmm. I have like I have an internal
0: clock where I can feel like you know when you're running the light in a conversation yes I'm starting to identify that and to just be like you know what let's identify what it looks like three minutes before and mm-hmm. then just tap out at that yeah. three minute mark make it's that it's just alignment. like when a
1: comic's bombing on stage and they keep trying to chase a laugh that's not coming so they're just running the light into the ground you know what I mean where it's like I, it's not gonna get any better dude just fucking get off just get off <laughs> there's a few things I was on a show last night which by the way reminded me when you were
0: saying like everybody was divorced like mm-hmm. or some yeah like part of the divorce cycle wherever the
1: phase is wherever yeah. the phase mm-hmm.
0: is literally everybody on the show was in that either like phase of divorce or like mm-hmm. it was a very it was very grim for tax day it's like it's already <laughs> right, grim yeah. you know it's like very grim for tax yeah. day and uh, it was just like this weird moment where I went on stage and I was like I'm not going to talk about how I'm in a divorce state but like also the crowd wasn't great and it's some point you just have to go like you know what I've done my best yeah sometimes I'll say that I did my best good night and then <laughs> just like, jump off stage yeah what are you gonna do yeah. like sometimes that group of people should not be and not to say that I always go back to that place kind of when you were going into that like self-honesty and that self-evaluation like am I lying to myself am I actually funny does this need work does this need you know whatever mm-hmm. it is but one of the things I'll have to set, sometimes come to the conclusion is like that group of people should never be in the same space again Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. with with the lineup of comics they were with like right. they just it was just a bad it was like a tinder date that should have never happened mm-hmm. and like bless yeah we should have we- just
1: called it when we got to the coffee shop we should have just, just been like nah you know what i don't want to waste your time you don't want to waste mine let's i've had leave. that happen mm-hmm. where he
0: was like you know what let's not and i was like Fair. (laughs) I appreciate
1: the honesty because then otherwise, you know, waste each other's time and pretend and all that. It's just, it's such a waste of energy. There's so much, so much better things you could do with it. Yeah, you can do anything other than Mm -hmm. that.
0: Now with, sort of like your background, how do you experience and especially when it comes to like parents and the enabling, like I had a lot to untangle with that with my parents as well. Like yeah. my dad was with my mom for a very long time and he was not perfect either. And mm-hmm. at one point they finally divorced and I saw them be happy for the first time in my lives. Or like, in my this life. is weird. It was so fuck. I was like a teenager. <laughs> I was like mad at people being happy. It was a very nineties moment, you know, like yeah, nine yeah, inch yeah. nails were
1: playing. It yeah. was like perfect.
0: But what, like what's your experience of forgiveness?
1: Um, well, that's been a lot. That's like, I mean, that's why me and my dad uh, still talk. and i and I, I kind of let let go a lot of the resentment yeah. towards my mom because, um, you know, she wasn't right. You know, you just take into consideration everybody, like everybody's trying, yeah, to do their best, you know? And uh, if people aren't trying, then that's super frustrating. And but again, that's not that's not there's nothing you can do about that. You can't make people try. Yeah. you know so you just have to take it for what it is and, he, and accept them or or don't and be like because like I know when I go home my dad will try to fight with me um every time every time and I know and he knows well, it's because nobody will fight with him anymore nobody, everybody's written him off you know yeah um and and that's his own fault but at the same time it's like I know that he that's how he thinks that I care so I'm gonna do like I'm gonna uh, like it is part of like detaching yourself where it's like, my mom is going to do these things that frustrate me, uh, am I gonna not love my mom for it? No, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be like, so now I have to just check, I have to check my own feelings. Yeah. These people are these w- this way. I'm not gonna try, like what am I gonna do, make them change? Hey, people who've been the same your whole life, change now because I figured some shit out and now you need to. Like mm-hmm. that's also you projecting onto them as well. Like they're gonna be who they are. Um, They do with that whatever they want and then you just try to navigate it as best you can. Is it gonna be frustrating? Absolutely. Are you gonna be, mad and have all of these feelings yes but those feelings are real but what you think about those people is not real that's the feelings are real but how you what you're saying about like all of the shit you're talking about these people being bad because you're feeling all of these feelings is not real that's incredible that's like <laughs> I don't know, that's it's just it's like you trying to rationalize me dealing with a crazy
0: person on a regular basis. Well, and I kind of wish like I wish I had more of that in me because what that is is that's patience and tolerance. Mm-hmm. That's really what you're practicing is patience and tolerance on yeah. a level that is like it speaks to your otherworldly maturity. That thing where it's like, man, Carmen really has her ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. It, like the, it's one of the. Because I don't that.
1: feel like it. it's funny that you say that, but I don't feel like I have my shit together at all.
0: I don't feel that way. That's. Because I reached a point with my grandmother, she's like, undi- like, personality disorder, like, she's a marriage and family therapist, so if she wants to fight, if she wants to say something really, really hurtful, what she'll do, she'll like, reach into my psyche, mm-hmm. and then just like, like like a kung fu master she'll just like move her hand three places and suddenly everything's triggered and i'm freaking out yeah and so i reached a point with her it's like i love her so much i don't want to stay in her life so much however i had to take a break and i had to tell her grandma i'm taking a break i know you're 86 and anything could happen at this point Mm -hmm. but like i'm taking a break i love you this is too much and the um I want to go back into that situation with that level of patience and tolerance to be like, yes, of course, this person is fucking annoying. Like that's well, that's but that's the other thing
1: too is as identifying the things that she's saying that where she's trying to get a rise out of you. Yeah, you know, identifying those things where it's just like, oh. Oh, cause, cause then that to me, cause, because every, my whole life, my whole life has is, is always been so combative with my dad. So then now to me, it's now it's like, who is going to out manipulate who you're going to oh. try to manipulate an, an emotional response. I'm going to stay calm and I'm going to fuck with you now. Huh? How you like that? You like, Oh, you don't like it. Oh, you don't like, you didn't. Oh, you game recognizes game motherfucker. Why are right. you so upset? Why are you right. so upset? We're just talking. When we're I was just we're, talking, we're you talking.
0: <laughs> when I lived in drug or when I worked in drug and alcohol treatment, I would work with therapists and they would try to say something like backhanded and shitty. And I would turn around and say something exactly what a therapist would say back. And they'd Mm -hmm. be like, one time a guy said, are you related to a therapist? And I was like, sir, you, what you don't know about me would sink your fucking battleship. Don't come near me like that again. Like, you be honest back here. This is the back room. Like, be honest with me. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me with that shit because I, if you think you're going to out me, you're going to have to, like, really work hard. Yeah. You're going to have to really work hard. I've been dealing with a master my entire life. mm mm-hmm. That's crazy. I yeah. like that though. I like that your <laughs> idea. is just like Cuz then,
1: then 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 that whole thing then that whole thing is is like, cuz then you get to play cuz that's what people do is that people like to poke buttons and then be like, "What the fuck? Why are you so upset? So, why, 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 why are you attacking me?" Right. You know what I mean? It's that classic like uh you know in an abusive relationship somebody always acting like we're we're like nothing's ever provoked people are just monsters and it's like i know i've been manipulating long enough you can make somebody lose their goddamn shit you know and uh, (laughs) you know what i mean and that's not to say that the behavior is justified you need to be able to handle your own shit enough where somebody can't get you to the point where you're violent um and so that's my whole thing is is that i'll I'll, you know and then while because it's just like it's just like being poked but you but now you have armor you know what i mean so it's not gonna hurt it's not gonna you're still gonna feel it but it's not gonna be as severe you're not gonna it's not gonna have that same effect on you Mm -hmm. and you can fight back more when you have when you have armor on
0: yeah that's like when my mom would be violent i'd refuse to cry Mm -hmm. i would just stare at her blankly Mm -hmm. sometimes i'd laugh yeah and like that's that was just like no what are you what are you gonna do to me now Mm -hmm. yeah this doesn't scare me and then you walk away from that situation you're like I'm an idiot. I should have had some sort of reaction. That was, that was horrendous. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could go back in a time machine and like, just tell that kid, like, this is going to cost you a lot of money in therapy. (laughs) Like you should maybe just walk away from this situation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe call, maybe call foster services yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was my whole thing is like, I never even did. Like one time my dad got so mad at me, but he bit my face. Like he what? was trying to, he bit my face. It's actually what? kind of funny now. He was yelling at me and I was just like, what it, I was just wasn't giving him what he wanted. And uh, as far as the fight goes, and he was just yelling at me. And I was in like middle school. I think I was like 12 or 13. And he's just screaming at me over the over the stove and I was going backwards. And then he just bit my face. He just couldn't Whoa. know. He didn't know what to do. So he just bit my face. And then... um. I had like flippantly told my uh, my science teacher the next day and then they called DCF and like my dad had to go oh, back shit. on his meds and like all this other shit happened and I was just like, oh, I guess it was pretty bad then, I guess. You yeah. know, because you also like, you have a skewed view of like what is okay and what right. isn't okay. Right, mm-hmm. and, and... See, I love that you giggle at
0: that. Like, I have a story where my mom had me like pinned down. She was, she had her knees on top of my shoulders. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat you out, mom. <laughs> know, right? um, no, no means no. Uh, so she is like, she's like pinned me down and she's back, she's like front, like pimp handing me. Mm-hmm. She's like, bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam on both sides. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm like just trying, like, I'm just staring back at her. And she's going, Why do you always keep me at arm's length? That's what she's screaming? Why won't you let me close to you? Why do you always keep me at arm's length? While that arm's length is fully hitting, both, <laughs> like with both sides of her hand, with both sides of her hand, because like, any
1: further you'd miss, you dumb exactly. bitch. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm pinned That's why I'm trying to get this away is from as you. Close <laughs> as you'll let me, and just close enough to hit me, you asshole. Oh, you fucking <laughs> asshole. And the fact that, like, oh god, if my if the bite, oh my god, gee, he bit you. Yeah, I know. I just thought. That was so fucking ridiculous. That's so over the top. It's yeah. That moment. Did you see uh, the movie with uh,
0: about uh, n- uh, not Nancy Kerrigan, about with Margot Robbie, uh, the fucking Tanya Harding. I, Tanya. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Part? Did. Mm-hmm. So the part where she hit, like, she throws the steak knife and it just lodges in her arm yeah. and everybody's just staring at each other. That's what that reminds me of. Like, did he bite you and then you two just stared at each other? Like, did that just fucking
1: happen? Are we in here? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the light? No, I don't think that's, I think I just like, it was, he was, just, I think he, it snapped, maybe snapped him out of it. Yeah. Where he was just like, you know, because he finally, well, I mean, because once people get to that level of anger, they d- They really are. It's a red out. They're it not is there. A red, they're yeah. not there. They're not there. So uh, then it was just like, of course I just got sent to my room because he had to just digest what the <laughs> fuck just happened. He's like, did I just bite my kid in the face? What the fuck? Oh my God. Oh, my God. Over her not taking out the trash, it seems like a bit much. It's probably a bit much. Because then, of course, after the red out, there's always the remorse. And then Mm -hmm. it's, oh, my God, I'm a piece of shit. I'm horrible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you're supposed to console that person, uh, which is insane. That also creates an insane person where, where, you know, somebody that's being a complete dick to me. I'm trying to be like, hey, it's okay. What do you do? You know, it's our It's okay. Right. You know, and so that also breeds an enabler. That's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the
0: core. That's how, that's the pressure cooker I'm going to enable. That's the Easy Bake Oven of Enable. Yeah. That's how you make that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. What's the weirdest apology you've ever had? The weirdest apology? Either or one you've ever had to give.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to, I guess I don't, I don't keep track of them. Is that bad? Does that mm. mean I don't care? I don't know. Um. Oh, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah I don't, well that's the thing is I, I have no problem uh, apologizing yeah you know I know a lot of people uh it um I don't know if it's a pride thing like my pride doesn't mm-hmm. reside there so I don't like I appreciate uh, learning yeah and you can't learn anything if you're never wrong you know mm-hmm. no way no, for no new information is coming in yeah so if I fuck up um I'm sorry you know and i and I, and I don't mind apologizing I can't remember like something that's it was weird that I apologize for. I try not to be weird to people.
0: I try not to be it happens though so, because I'm for sure. inherently weird yeah so sometimes I'm gonna I said that mid-sentence I said something weird yesterday to a client for like my day job mm-hmm. and I was like I'm sorry that was a real weird thing to say the way I said that what I meant is the Hollywood sign's right there okay <laughs> see you later <laughs> have fun take your pictures yeah like, sometimes you just like mid-sentence it's that Marin joke of like fuck you I'm sorry like, yeah. just, like, like that's how you could tell someone's growing is if yeah. there's like a very short amount of time between the two things yeah so, before
1: you're figuring it out yeah yeah
0: But I I like that because a
1: lot of times um, that that's the other thing too is because a lot of times people make mistakes and they don't realize it and if people are always in their own head or just always assuming that Mm -hmm. everybody's awful then those people never learn like I always wanted people to be honest with me if uh, because I was like you know, sometimes I don't know. Like sometimes like I could be, I could be offending someone and I didn't know. Like that happened to me one time I was, um, especially if like kind of ball busting
0: is your defense mechanism. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. girl, I've been there. I've been there.
1: Like one time I was on the road with uh, comedian Ty Rivera. We were working together for the Mm -hmm. first time and I was walking into the club and I just uh, and I saw like I'd glance back and he was like like 20 or 50 paces behind me or something like he was far back. So then I went and walked through the door and just let it close and he lost his shit. He was like, how dare you slam the door in my face and da 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 da. Like what got super upset at me and I was like, oh, I had no idea. I thought you were like way far behind me. So Um, I had no idea, like, you know what I mean? But if he had never told me that we would have never resolved that. He would just would have internalized it and thought like this fucking girl's a bitch, you know, but because he was, had enough to be like, who the fuck do you think you are slamming the door in my face? And I would be like, Oh, I had no idea that, that I did that. And I apologize if I made you feel that way. That's not what I was intending to do, you know? how to so, go after that? Oh, it was great. I mean, we're, we're, we're great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. That's the best thing about ties. He'll but, let you know exactly how you feel well, right what, then. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But sometimes people who are afraid of confrontation um, will end up having way shittier versions of what the world is like because they never get any clarity. They never get anything clarified. They never, mm-hmm. because they're so terrified of what could happen, yeah. they don't realize how easily things could be resolved. I am only funny as I am teachable. And
0: when you said, if I'm always right, I'm not learning something new. Mm-hmm. I love that because like remaining teachable is such an important thing. It's only as professional as a professional. I like, can't talk today. Professional as I am teachable. I'm only as lovable as I am teachable. Yeah. Like the fact that you're willing to be wrong is such a beautiful thing. That <laughs> is like the vulnerability is a strength. Cause absolutely.
1: Like, yeah, well, that's the thing time. is I've never been the best uh, partner in a, in a, an emotional relationship again, because I have to decode so much of the things I've learned in that. That context right. that there's no way i'm gonna there's you know there, there's gonna be a learning curve you know and then but acknowledge if you don't fuck up in a relationship the next one is gonna be the same as the first one if you don't yeah. gather anything from it yeah. but then that also takes again you being self-reflective, you going, um, well, am I a piece of shit or was I being a dick? Like, well, what what part of this was my fault? Right. You know, and owning owning your part in it, owning your blame, you know, because yeah. nobody wants to be blamed for anything. Uh, but if you blame yourself for some things and to be like, be honest with yourself about it, not just like piling everything on, not like a woe is me, like, right. p- this is a purpose for a pity party, but it was like, be constructive about it. Oh, right. this is how I did that. Maybe that's not the best or maybe I should take, a, should have taken somebody else, uh, been more patient and tolerant in the, in those instances. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. And you mentioned avoiding the poison and sort of like living. Cause I know you're in a relationship. You guys have been in, you have a fun video series that just came out. Yeah, like, yeah It's, <laughs> it's really
1: of, silly. Speaking of Instagram, you're doing a little, a little well, video I, series. I, uh, my, uh, I, uh, I partake in the marijuana and, okay. um, and there's been a couple of times where I remember being high and annoying my boyfriend on purpose because I think it's funny. Uh, that's another thing that's awful that I learned from my, 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 is my dad used to annoy us as a way to be playful, like just be annoying, and um, to make himself laugh. And there are, I know tons of people like that are like that, um, but a lot of people aren't. <laughs> and you have to be able to know. So, and because uh, my boyfriend's great, he tolerates that, you know, and he knows yes. that I'm just, he's like, you fucking piece of shit. And I was like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, he gets that, that's unfortunate me, unfortunately a love language for me. Yeah. Um, and. So I was like, well, why don't we, since, you know, we're in a ex- self-exploitive business, why don't we exploit everything, right? So I have this silly uh, Instagram series called My High Girlfriend where I do, you know, where I do silly shit and annoy my boyfriend with it. So, the, But it's that. too in a cartoonish level, you know, so. Yeah. Um, As it becomes mm-hmm. in a relationship, yeah. that is definitely like
0: i'll i'll sack tack stuart like right now like yeah it's the, I lo- my favorite thing to do is yeah. to like run up and just like boop, and then run away yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. it's it's the most fun yeah or stuart which Winter, is pe-
1: it's just people who've actually had pain in their life a tiny bit of pain is kind of funny you know what i it mean is so funny a tiny bit of pain is just like it's it's hilarious a little bit of inconvenience yeah it's yeah it's like
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. His way of doing that to me is he likes to uh, poo bear it. He likes to take off everything below the waist when
1: I'm not expecting it. And then I come back in the room and there's just like. That is a common thing among dudes. I've, found, I've that. found that. There's like, I've found like four or five different dudes who've done that. Not even just girlfriends, but like their friends. Like, oh, yeah. just people that are just like, you walk in and oh, there's a half naked man. They you love know? it. <laughs> they love it. They're like, it's the wrong half. Like, right. it's just like the most right. exciting thing. There was want. a story about. Um, and this was in like, they were trying to lump it into a Me Too thing, but it wasn't a Me Too thing. It was um, one time there was this woman working with uh, Doug Stanhope in another comic, and then they had left the green room. And when they came back in, Doug and the other comic, who was also a dude, were both completely naked, reading newspapers on the couch, <laughs> like cross legged. Ah, you know please. what I mean? And again, ah. there is no, and, and, and I was like, and I go, here was the thing, and I go, this is the defining moment, whether it was Me Too or not. Were they hard? No, completely soft. There you go. That is Just for the purpose of being ridiculous. Yeah, they're reading
0: newspapers. Most of them is covered anyway. All you're getting is man legs, which is upsetting Mm -hmm. in its own way. You're getting man legs. You're getting like a farmer's tan. They're living their life. That
1: guy's not trying to uh, sexually. So the purpose is to make you laugh, not to make you uncomfortable. Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. I know.
0: (laughs) What is your like your day to day? Like, how do you maintain like keeping the poison out of your system? Like keeping things in balance? Like. How do,
1: you, how do you maintain that? I've spent so much of the last 10 years or 12 years of my life alone that I have, uh, I talk to myself, in, well, not out loud, but in my head a lot. So yeah. it's like whenever new thoughts come in, again, it goes like, where do these get filed? Is this self-destructive? Is this delusional? Is this me being honest with myself? Where, where is it? And then trying to, you know, and then, reminding myself that not everything is my responsibility and yeah. what is my responsibility? Right. What can I control in this situation? Absolutely. And, um, and it, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of that. It's just a lot, a lot of navigating like, um, okay. you know, or if somebody's being, uh, mean to me or treating me in a way that I don't want to be treated, I usually give people the benefit of the doubt unless it's con- hot ha- happening constantly, you know, yeah, where it's the same thing goes back in, in, in traffic like if this guy cuts me off he's in a rush but if this person keeps cutting me off okay this guy is obviously he's got a deal we're gonna have to fight this out you know what i mean and then that's 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 when i insert myself okay when it becomes like a something that i feel is necessary yeah but most things don't we most things don't matter including us we don't matter as much as we think we do yeah Mm -hmm. glaciers are crumbling we're fine. <laughs> we're all going to die guys. You might as well try. That's my, that's going to be my, uh, if were and were when tr- comedy doesn't work out, I'm going to be a demotivational speaker <laughs> and that's going to be my platform As we're all going to die. You might as well try. I love that. I love that. Um, what's
0: your experience of like a higher power? Do you have one? Do you not have one? What do you think?
1: Um, I don't have one specifically. Um, I was raised with a kind of a very open-ended like uh, I was told there was God and there was like Jehovah's Witnesses around and there was a uh, Catholicism around. And then I, I dated a Pentecostal dude for a while. So oh, like I why? used to have to go to, oh yeah, I found you out go to the camp meetings. Have you ever, I've been to one. It's I never been to story. a camp meeting. We used to just, I used to just go to church and it would, they would, they kind of like slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. that stuff. And, um, but they were Latin Pentecostal. So they weren't as, it was like, they weren't as dramatic where the snakes okay. were there, but there was a lot of thrashing. And a lot yeah. of tambourine. Big fan. That's how they get you. The tambourine. The tambourine. I want to play the tambourine. That sounds fun. And then, um, you know, and then they try to slowly get into You come in Sunday, yeah. but then you got to, now you got to come in Friday and yeah. Wednesday. It's like, I'm not spending all week in this fucking strip mall ho- church. Would you calm down? <laughs> yeah. Best touching? empanadas I ever had in my life, oh, though. Ooh, wow. Best empanadas I ever, it's Puerto Rican, predominantly Puerto Rican Ooh. church. Puerto Rican Pentecostal. Yeah, they, they thought I was a harlot because I would wear capri pants that were tight because they're all like you know you wear a long yeah. skirt that's the only thing you're allowed to wear they don't cut their hair either mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing mm-hmm. i didn't realize that I yeah i guess i would have cut my hair more often
0: yeah I had like a weird tutor that
1: would like
0: she she invited me she was like i was kind of like getting back I, from drugs and stuff i mm-hmm. had to like get some <laughs> get some help to get yeah, back into sure. high school and like she she was very very nice but she was super pentecostal and she invited me and she was like my family's doing this church thing i went to like a pentecostal camp meeting wow. it was like very uh
1: that's also how they get you. They slow play it. Oh, it's so my like, parents are doing this fun yes. little church thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then everybody's falling down speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. My theory is they touch you a lot. They touch you a lot. And then it's like the the tambourine and then people are having panic attacks. That's what I think is. <laughs> That's what I think is going on. I think it's just all panic attacks. <laughs> It's like a bunch of like everybody just soul off too. They're not like speaking in
1: tongues, they're having a seizure. Somebody get a pencil. <laughs> That's really what it looked like. I was just like, Someone get a wooden spoon for this bitch to chew on. She's gonna hurt herself. That's my whole thing thought. is I went long enough where I was like, This guy's always saying the saying shabba la bla la la bla la la. So then I was like, If, he, if you're speaking in tongues, you're saying the same thing every time? You I you feel like switch it up. Yeah, come on, man. The channel, yeah. man. This <laughs> is a rerun. What are you doing? um so it, i think that for me i think the higher power would be uh it's a combination of like um the the self self-love and so uh, in and, and outward like it's it would be it would be just be you know putting out the same thing like and that's the whole thing i've always ever believed about comedy is you have like you have to give back to it yeah so and there's people who are in need or, or like i try not to to be too harsh i mean if i I had this kid come up to me at the comedy store who like was like so uh can i speak to a manager and i was like why what's going on what do you need and they're like i just want to you know i just want to get a couple of minutes and i was like i was like wait what i was like you just showed up to the number one comedy club in the world and you just with the lineup where everybody is famous and a lineup is full of famous people famous people and you famous famous people and you all you just thought you were going to be able to do that that's what you thought and like <laughs> just really broke it down step by step you know um that was an example of me not being helpful. But at this and I did but I did, but I did tell him, but I was like, you want to come, there's an open mic on Monday. Well, you could be one of hundred and sixty-seven people that try to get up when there's only sixteen spots. 16 or spots. you should go to another place and learn how to fucking cause that was the other thing I found out is he had never done stand-up before. He had never done stand-up before, um, and came to the largest comedy club in the world and then asked how he could get on stage. Yeah, I I was at a. I then mean, he told me, "Oh, I I was a musician, uh, so I know how to perform." And I go, "If you were a successful musician, you wouldn't fucking be here talking to me about how to do a completely different art form." Um, you, so you would actually you would be should friends go, with yeah. some of these comics <laughs> who want
0: to be rock stars, and then they'd be trying to convince us right now that you're yeah. funny. That's actually <laughs> what would happen. We
1: see it all the time. But it was also to me that to me that's like. It's it's a a level of bullying where I think is it's like bullying to me. It's like tough love, where it's like I told you how to do it, and I told you how ridiculous it is, ridiculous it is that you thought you could just jump in here.
0: I you know, I, I I don't think that's bullying. I think you were being like remarkably realistic.
1: <laughs> I think you were just being like. <laughs> but to, like, Excuse but to me? people who aren't used to that, to people who are constantly coddled in this town, yeah. that's what's that's that's what that's being branded as Why? is being is being a bully.
0: No, I think bullying would have been like. Actually, I think bullying would have been like, yeah, let me go get him. I'll go get the manager right now. (laughs) Let's see what happens. That would have been the bully move. Instead or to insult like,
1: them even more. Yeah. yeah. Or to like
0: gather all the door guys around. And Everyone be like, gather
1: around. I want you to hear I want you to this beat our man is going to change our lives. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that would have been a, a bigger bully move instead of just being like, what are you fucking? Like, because there is in comedy, there is a certain amount of like razzing tough love that is necessary. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, I used to do th- when I used to teach karate, um, I was doing a test and I got too cocky sparring i was beating the shit out of this kid i dropped my hands he kicked me knocked me out Mm -hmm. and to go from like winning to like failing immediately. Mm-hmm. And when I got up when I came to, they said, Well, I'll give it up for Anna. She's learned how to block with her face. <laughs> and sometimes you have to have that kind of you have to have that sort of tough love. Like you have yeah. to laugh at it. You have to have somebody be like, well that's what, the thing is, is
1: you have to be delusional to think that you can be you can make money off of your thoughts. That that already that's- is delusional. It's like you guys, like I mean the, the right. level of Jerry like Jerry Seinfeld's like think about that. He he thinks his thoughts are so worth so much money that you the people listening to him should buy him a fleet of sports cars like that it is insane to think that we and the, they did yeah and they did and that's what i'm saying like it, it does take so. like it yeah. does take a lot but for in order for you to be better at it it does take people going oh you think you're that good you're a piece of shit yes. like it does take that too yes. and the people who are like like really refusing to allow that in comedy is what's making bad comedy Yes. Yeah. And the people that are enabling that mm-hmm. is what's making me. Because uh, think about. Because uh, you, watch- you can be inclusive. Yes. You can be inclusive without coddling people. Oh, yeah.
0: There are a ton of people in this town. There are a ton of women, people of color, LBGTQ comics that are so fiercely goddamn funny and they're funnier than all of their peers. Mm-hmm. And, then they're, and then, you know. And
1: they're also tired of basically white bitches trying to coddle them where it's like, Mitch, I've lived through shit. Why are you trying to baby me now? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Stuart was on a show, major show in town. Everybody wants to do it. Bookers to television shows go there. He waited there to get on there for two years. It was a whole thing. He mm-hmm. was very excited. He's doing a set. He, they see him with his clean cut haircut and his like nice press shirt, And they immediately think who's this all right motherfucker. And right. everybody who went on, it was like real alty. Everybody you went on was like dressed like a dump. Mm-hmm. Like they all look like they just pulled their clothes up like from a gutter. Sure. And like it was, there was not a lot of punchlines and then he gets about halfway through his set and he's says a setup to a joke which my girlfriend is Latina mm-hmm. and he got an applause break. Yeah. And I became so offended. Yeah.
1: I, I was like, What am I the Am I oh so you pictures? only you only like him because of me you only like him because of me what am
0: i your weird fetish like i felt mm-hmm. that I've, i actually not to sound like all internet wokey or whatever but like at the same time i felt fetishized in a moment and i was like there, i wasn't by even the people in. who
1: are always yelling at people for fetishizing people yes! yeah yes! that's the only thing too is like they're they're so up their own ass they don't realize how right. fucking hypocritical they are yeah that really
0: that really bummed me out i was like i i had to go home and think
1: like okay what are what do i want to
0: do in comedy where do I want to do it? Because I don't want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're like, the
1: same type of people. Where if you go, if you go to have lunch somewhere in the hood or something like that, they're uncomfortable. Or oh, should we just get it to go or something like yeah. that? Where it's like, okay, you, you ain't really that woke then.
0: Or if they're going to the hood, they're going because it's like a panda bear experiment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They want to just be like, when I do
1: my, they want to observe. They just want to see what it's like, it's just, which is disgusting. It's gross. <laughs> it's like if I took you to the watch. Just to- go to Singapore, you piece of shit. Don't go to the. <laughs>
0: Go to Mexico. Go eat, pray, yeah. Go eat pray love someplace else. Exactly, exactly. Go to Tijuana. Take a right turn down like a, a like an alleyway yeah. that y- is not
1: where the tourist action is. I guess and that then is then one that, th- that, make that, that annoys the shit out of me. Is that people are using stand up comedy as their like their e pray love, and it's just like nobody needs to hear you. No, nobody <laughs> needs to hear you. You're not entertaining. You're annoying. Please no, stop. no. I, I always, I always tell my family,
0: I'm like, cause, cause I was working in mental health. I was working in substance abuse treatment. When I started doing standard, I was 32. That's a real weird time to start doing that in your life. So you, I had to really, really want it. Mm-hmm. I had to really, really want to be this broke. I had to really, really want to be this like tired. Yeah. I had to yeah. <laughs> really, really want it. It's like having a kid. I had to want to like birth this bad decision. Mm-hmm. And so like when I see people that are just like, it, and you see that a lot too. And this has become very comedy heavy, but like you see that with folks that are like, well, my acting teacher showed me I should be here. Well,
1: that, That's that like, and people like, like rich kids. Yeah. There's a lot of rich kids yeah. who uh, can
0: afford to their parents are paying. their Yeah. Rent. Yeah. Yeah, bless them.
1: Yeah, I hate that comedy has turned into like a a form of like for rich kids to rebel against their parents, too. Like, oh, I'm going to not be a doctor. I'm going to be a comedian. Take that, dad. It's like, could you just go fuck a black guy? If that's, you know what I mean? Could you just go do that, (laughs) please, for the love of God? To give you an idea of how poor my family is, they were like, comedy
0: sounds like a great decision. Mm -hmm. Like, to them, that's like, oh, yeah, that's a strong economic model. I'm like, what? (laughs) How many trailers do we come from? Yeah. but well, okay so this is we've reached the end of all the questions. You've been fantastic. Oh, thanks. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you. When I appreciate it. You write uh, a book. I'm going to yeah. read it.
1: <laughs> I will probably never write a
0: book. Oh my God. I'm so awful at writing. You, you could. Bill. <laughs> like you have so many, like you have such a balanced perspective of like you have a very balanced perspective about your life. You have a very good acceptance of life on life's terms. And that's why you still get to smoke pot and have a good time. <laughs> I fucking respect it, man. I love it. I love my stoner friends. They're the best. When I was super sick and I was like, everything hurts and they and I can't take anything. They were like, here's some CBD girl. Just mm-hmm. like wrap yourself in this cream and lay mm-hmm. down. you like, like, I love my stoner buddies. They're the best people in the world. I wish I could smoke, but I can't. You don't want to see that. Yeah, I get um, it. I'm the kind of person that would like smoke too much, eat all the Taco Bell, throw up yeah. in your hallway <laughs> like i was right literally i was the mess you were describing with your crowd <laughs> I was like oh, that's very on brand. <laughs> um yeah uh so what is one thing you want to give away on this podcast What's one thing you want to tell somebody who's just like you out there in the world it's just like me
1: is um pra- you keep keep practicing patience and tolerance keep trying as long as you keep trying it doesn't really matter what anybody says yeah. you know in your heart that you're trying your best mm-hmm. and um so just remember to keep doing that and it's, it's just don't stop trying that's the whole thing is like the minute you give up you lose progress so and, and if you do fuck up if you do allow yourself to be human allow yourself to fuck up but that doesn't mean it's over there's it's nothing's definite until the end you know yeah so no you're not gonna die until you're dead right so it, it just until that happens until you are dead you should just keep trying to be better yeah yeah oh i love that <laughs> you keep trying guys everything's gonna be okay we're all gonna be okay <laughs> where can people find you uh, you can find me uh, on the internet at the funny Carmen, or just go to carmenmorales.com for all of your Carmen Morales needs. Um, <laughs> make sure you listen to my podcast. It's uh, it's super silly and ignorant. I'm definitely not. Uh, I know, definitely don't talk like, like this on it uh, very often.
0: Um, I know, I ask very funny people to like the most serious life mm-hmm. questions on this podcast and it's fun.
1: It is fun because uh, then you get to, you know, to find out a little bit behind the behind the humor, what people really think. Um, but it's called uh, No Sir, I Don't Like It. It's me and Brian Vokey and we have, a, we have a great time. We just talk about things we don't like. So if you guys ever want to hear like a venting mm-hmm. podcast where you feel like uh, you're frustrated with stuff and you want to listen to other people bitch about things, it's a great podcast for that. We're very silly about it. It. super fun um, it's very yeah. cathartic yeah. the two of you
0: are so fun and Voki's like one of my we did like a little road gig together mm-hmm. and I remember being like mind blown like the best music I had ever because I, I just handed him my phone and I was like here I have, you
1: play DJ yeah, yeah I I every pop- time he gets into my car I hand him the phone like he's my autistic kid yes. you know what I mean where I'm just like I hand him the phone I'm like make it happen yes, do the thing exactly.
2: do your magic thing yeah yeah,
1: make, yeah. best best music uh, he's a music snob but it, it yeah. really works out well for him exactly so he's, <laughs> he wears that identity well yeah. works for him.
0: Some people you're like, please stop doing that. You don't get to be an authority on things. Yeah. But you guys are really funny together and I just it's cathartic. It's not bitching for like it's not bitching for it. It's not bitchy.
1: It, we 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 laugh we laugh about things that we don't like about ourselves or we right. don't like about what's happening in the world, how people are handling things. Um and then we have guests on and they talk about stuff they don't like. It's really fun. Have it's you a fun done one. your
0: Notre Dame episode yet? Or we haven't. Have it. It? We have he's been on the road so we, we don't <sighs> uh we haven't talked about it yet. Oh my god, I can't, wait. <laughs> I can't wait! I hope you guys like Photoshop a picture of the burning building, <laughs> like like a selfie. I feel I feel this. <laughs> oh, it'll be so good. Um, you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find me on annavalenzuela com for all of your Anna Valenzuela needs. Woo! Yeah. Uh, please sign up for the mailing list. Uh, you can also catch us
1: uh, this Friday. Well, the, by the time this comes out, it'll be two Fridays from now. But can't wait to tell you what a great time we had such a great show Show. in Irvine Anna and I crushed it it was amazing well two shows this week we're doing Irvine and you're doing Unrepresentables on Friday that's right so
0: I just you know I'm just going to be taking notes and just watching you be a killer (laughs) Um, but yeah Unrepresentables third Friday of every month at Oino Vino if you're an LA based listener please come out or if you're just coming through town please come out we really love to have you there it's a lot of fun Um, and then Uh, you can catch my other podcast Brew Ja Ja Brew Haha podcast if you're Latino Um, and it is uh, all on the Unpops Network so just like crush it out I don't know if that's still recording anymore (laughs) I don't know what even happened if you're still here bless you Um, but yeah so the way we end this podcast every week Mm -hmm. is uh, we say if nobody has told you this today Carmen I love you
1: if nobody has told you this today Anna I love you Mm -hmm. Oh, and if you're you. listening and nobody's told you this today, we love you. We fucking Yay! love you, dude.
0: Bye. 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 We did it.